Good evening. Welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It's ladies' night. Play the intro music. Well, good evening, girls. Great to be joined again by Katie, Samantha, Saab, and Kendall. How are you all doing? Good. We're good. All good. All okay. good. You don't look. You don't look as if you've got takeover stress yet. Sav, uh, we had a conversation with the dogs earlier, so hopefully uh, they're all settled now and <laughs> yeah, all, rela- now. all relaxed. All uh, relaxed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Michael Shopra's at it again. We've, we've straight away James Froggett straight in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What, what do we what, what do we think about that? I think he's just excited about his tea. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's obviously he's obviously up to something. Uh, he hasn't publicised what he's up to, but it's it's interesting to see. You know, Michael's still you know uh, tweeting out there and putting stuff out. Kendall, I mean, you know, the takeover stuff. It's 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 starting to get. It's starting to get a bit boring. I mean, we've we've gone through the whole process of, you know, will it happen? Won't it happen? Then we had the whole collapse or withdrawal or or halting to proceedings, whatever you want. But we're still we're still now had the whole proceed of the petition, haven't we? It, it's it's starting to get on everyone's wick. I think. Yeah, it is. It's just like dragging on and on and on. I think just like now, any like people are just pulling anything just to you know like clutching at straws, trying to just um find a reason to like still go on about the takeover or be angry about the takeover when all we need now as we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks and it's like a broken record now all we need is answers from the Premier League and then we can maybe even try and move on a little bit but as of now we just there's just nothing uh you know like there's no tangible thing to like go on about so everyone's just trying to pull anything from anywhere I think the petition gave obviously people a little bit of focus the last week um for people to push that but, I mean, now that's hit its target, it shouldn't stop there. It needs to continue because we still, after Boris Johnson, after the Ombudsman, we still haven't had answers from the Premier League. So, just need to keep, push, need to keep pushing, really. I'll be talking tomorrow about the Ombudsman stuff, uh, you know, with uh, Liam Kennedy from the Gazette. He got a reply. I think it's a bog standard reply they've sent out to a lot of people. So we'll be covering that tomorrow night with uh, with Liam. Uh, Peter Robson asks, uh, even even in ladies and gents, don't suppose we can steer clear of takeover talk tonight and just reminisce about the good times in our history. Well, actually, Samantha um, and I were, were discussing stuff this afternoon with the rest of the girls. She's come up with a few different topics. So, yes. We are going to steer clear of takeover talk after the introduction. So, Samantha, we are looking at different stuff tonight, aren't we? We are. You know, I, I kind of hoped that we would talk about some different things today. And then all of a sudden, Michael Chopper is tweeting. Mike <laughs> Ashley's feeding a statement through Sky Sports News. And <laughs> what can you do? I'm a man of me word, though. And we're definitely going to be steering clear of it. Unless the club gets taken over tonight, we're going to be talking about a few other things. And stuff which obviously is, you know, is is obviously important. But more more about the women's game, more about the, the facilities at the club, how, how it is as, as a woman going and you United's games. We are going to start looking at that kind of stuff. Katie, uh, good to see you again. Um, you know, again, it's just final word on the takeover for tonight. Um, you know, are you hoping that there's going to be some kind of resolve with, you know, with the politicians getting involved now? Is that is that your feeling on this? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I'm not. I'm not expecting anything. I think that 
we've done an amazing job so far and it's just a case of a waiting game now so obviously we've done, done loads of petitions um signed uh, petitions have been signed emails have been sent letters have been sent people have got involved are you almost i know obviously we've waited for christ knows how long now for actually to hear something but you also need to give time for that stuff to be looked into as well so yeah I just i'm just tired of it now to be fair yeah, me too. Me too. Very, very tired of it. And hopefully we will, uh, you know, we will see some kind of end to this over the next uh, over the next seven to ten days. It will be it will be great. OK. Um, yeah. Samantha earlier on today was was mentioning a few different topics that we could look at. So, you know, in no particular order, um, I want to talk, first of all, about the facilities for females at St. James's Park, Sav. I mean, you know, and, and, and all of you, but we'll start with you, Sav. You know, what, what's the facilities like, you know, for, for, for women at St. James's Park? Predominantly for years, it's been thought of as a working class game, a man's game. But, but there's more and more women going to football now. So, you know, what, what, you know what, what's it like? What's the experience like, a match day experience from your point of view at St. James's Park? This is a question that I know I'd have no experience on because I've never actually been to St James's Park, being from down well, here. I but mean, you've been to a match. You've been to matches yeah. away, haven't you? So what, yeah. what's, it, what, what's it been like going to a football match for you? You know what? I mean, facilities-wise, it's a long queue to have a wee. Um, but, you know, I haven't found it too bad, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kendall, what about you? Well, I've been going for since 2006 now. <laughs> Pretty much nearly every home game, even when I was at uni. So um yeah, I've I've been there. The toilets in St James's Park in general are sitting in the Milburn stand. So I can't speak on behalf of every single toilet in the stadium, but in the Milburn stand, it's dire. The the corridors are stone. I don't know really what they expect. It's not gonna be like five star, the shard toilets, let's be honest. Um things like that. But otherwise, like it's just what you expect. I mean, from a Premier League ground, maybe it should be a bit better. Um, I don't really, I can't speak on the men's toilets. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to put myself in that position if I could. But um, yeah, I, they're, they're, oh, why? They're just like, it's just a toilet. Like, And to be fair, the amount of times that you go there and you need to go, you don't have a lot of time to go anyway. So you just basically, you're not going to spend time in the toilets, are you? So, but otherwise, yeah. other facilities, I mean, you don't, it's not going to be like, women like only friendly obviously because it's everyone goes and males and females go and whatever so i mean yeah there's nothing really much you can say about it to be honest samantha what about you yeah pretty much the same i mean I, i've been sitting up in the milburn stand as well and you know you kind of get there as quick as you can do what you need and for me head straight to the bar and you know i think the only thing with being female that maybe really helps a little bit is I usually get someone to let me in to get a drink first um but you know it's i think it's the same experience for everyone and you know you just need to realize that you know you just do your business as you would anywhere else and that's it yeah katie same for you st james's park how's the match day experience for you when you've been well in relation to toilet i live in blackpool so when you go out in Blackpool on a night out, you just got to go. It doesn't. You're not going to go anywhere fancy. So I don't really care about the facilities um, in relation to stuff like that. I just, I just prefer the actual game. With regards to, I think you said something about um, the guys. Did you say something about the guys on match day? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I absolutely love it. I 
absolutely love it. I, I have more banter with guys than I do. And I don't, obviously, was that like football um, outside of Twitter? And the rest, just not interested whatsoever. So I think I'd prefer to go and to just be surrounded by lads, to be fair, because it's just such good banter. Or these lot, because obviously we're planning a match today at yeah. some point, whenever we can get back in. Dragging Sav to St. James. We'll show you the toilets. <laughs> I guess the big question from me as a guy is, um, I mean, will you all go together? Because that's what tends to happen. Or will you, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you, have to go. you have to it's just the rule you yeah. can't score by yourself in case you can't find anyone again so you have yeah. to go as a group ah that's the reason i was gonna say was yeah. that gonna be is that the, is it the same at the match then kendall would you all go to the toilet together and if if i'm out on this potential match day would i be standing on my own we i don't know because I'm, i only ever go with my dad and brother so i've never been with another female so it's only just been me so i just luckily we've sat in the same seat for like since i got a season ticket so <laughs> i'm finally weird just about now but yeah uh, i don't think i'll be dragging my dad to uh, stand outside the toilets and wear it for any time soon <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Um, right, next next thing I want to talk about is the is the women's football team. Um, obviously, it's you know it, it's been a bone of contention with me actually because I've been a big supporter of of women's football for for many many years. Going going back to the days, I think I mentioned this uh, on the very first ladies' night of Cowgate Kestrels when you know it was on a local TV show. People were laughing at them to, to dare set up a women's football team, and and I said you know the women's game will will take off, and I'm sure it'll be as big as the men's game. In, in 20 years time and uh, I wish I'd I wish I'd had a tenor on that um but yeah it's 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 progressed but it hasn't progressed has it Sav really with with the women's football team at Newcastle because they're certainly not getting the kind of finance that they should do um they don't play at St James's Park they don't seem to be nurtured like other teams do you know at, at, the, at the other big clubs no, do you know, I was looking into this um, today and I was looked at some of the players and they've only got a few hundred followers. And I was thinking, Christ, in comparison to the men's team, where they've got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers, they're just, it's not, you know, it's not equal. And I can't work out why it's not equal, you know, in 2020, when, you know, equal rights is all over the place, why football and sport in general just isn't like that. Yeah. Kendall, um, what about you? Are you, are you? You know, do you follow the women's football team? Do you keep an eye out for the results? Um, I don't follow. Admittedly, I don't follow like Newcastle United women's team in general. And um, the only like I see them now and again on Twitter and stuff, but I don't like follow them directly. The only really, really women's football that I do follow is like when it's international. Um, and like we're playing in big international games for England and stuff. So I don't admittedly, and I should, because obviously to get it to where it needs to be more like like female football fans should follow it so admittedly i should that's definitely something that's on my agenda when obviously football's back to normal and things like that i'll definitely check it out a lot more yeah, definitely. It's, it's it's well worth going to see. Any game of football is worth going to see. I mean, for me, I was privileged. I'm on the committee at Dunstan Football Club and it was just great to be able to go and watch them play a friendly on Saturday and actually be back at a live game, you know, and, and, and standing at the side. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it, I think a lot of people will appreciate just going to football now and maybe the women's game will benefit from that, the women's team. Samantha, um, you know, what's your view on, on Newcastle United's uh, women's team? Yeah, I think it's it's... 
the same as, as what was said before. You know, I, I, I follow them on Twitter. I wouldn't say I know a lot. Uh, you know, I was I watched them go through their transfer window. I, they played at the weekend. They won. But I think there's a real opportunity being lost by the club to get people more involved and give more visibility. And maybe it could be an opportunity for the supporters trust to link in more with the women's football team so that we can kind of understand more about what they do. You know, Sav said they only have a couple of hundred followers um, and that's a travesty compared to the amount of followers that even we have um, just for spouting a lot of whatever on Twitter. Um, so I think there's a real opportunity to kind of get more involved, understand more about kind of where they've been, how the team came together, what their goals and projects are over the next while. So I definitely think there's an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, Tim Cairns says most of the uh, the big female footballers from down the road, of course, in Sunderland, which uh, which is true. And I mean, I don't think many of them play for Sunderland. I think they play for for Durham now. I think the other interesting thing about the football team is, you know, it's um, you know, it's not massively financed by by actually the football club, Katie. I think I think I remember something from the fans' forum minutes that Mike Ashley actually underwrites the team, but they don't actually. They don't actually support them. You know what I mean? So I think that could be half the problem that there's not enough support from the actual football club for them. I mean, they could just allow them to play at the St. James's Park. You know, they could, you know, they could make a bigger, a bigger thing of it, couldn't they? Be a bit more supportive. Yeah. So somebody asked, I don't know if it was last week, but someone asked what we thought or how we could get uh, women's football promoted more. And following that, I went off on a little Twitter hunt to find Newcastle United ladies. And um, I watched um, a match report, a half-time match report and a full-time one. And I was there thinking, this, this can't be, or this must just be like a, a little team that's that's nothing to do with it. And they're just calling themselves that because it just literally looked that they were playing in the middle of nowhere and that they didn't have any form of um, money towards them. And I just, it was just like, I thought, no, this might just, these maybe they're just playing in our strip. But um, they they do need the money for it. Um, they should they should play at St James's Park. They they should play at at least stadiums because I was the ones that I was what I watched was just it just literally looked like it was just a random field, and it just had yeah. you know, the old school goalposts that you put, and it was just I was quite shocked actually to be fair. I thought it probably would have been a little bit more, but if they're not going to put any money into it, what can you expect? And that's the thing as well. If you're not going to put the money into it, then you're not going to get the followers and people supporting it. Yeah, I think it's a bit disappointing, to be fair. I think there could be a vast improvement. I think Kate Bradley, who was part of the foundation, I think she was sitting in, in, in one of the high positions looking after the, after the football club. But as I say, I believe it's uh, Mike Ashley underwrites it, um, if, if, you know, if, if there's any issues. But uh, yeah, could be a lot more done. I think that's what... I think that's what, you know, I'd, I'd probably say about that. Ronnie Milne, he says, uh, what do you fashion conscious ladies think of the new away strips? The third kit's horrendous, he says. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, away strips are away strips, aren't they? We, we you know, we obviously use them, um, you know, when we need, when there's a clash, etc. cetera. Uh, this is the second strip, um, obviously now being officially announced. And this is the third strip. So... Let's go around the, the let's go around and, and, and speak to everybody about that. First of all, Sav, your second strip. Will that be something that you'll be uh, buying and taking the dogs out for a walk with? 
I love that strip. Do you know what? Yellow's my favourite colour. And I've always said that on Twitter. I'm like, I really want a yellow Newcastle shirt. I can't <laughs> find one. And that's come out. And then I'm like, it's that moral dilemma. I drunk bought all my shirts last season. Like, I blame my drunk self for those purchases. I shouldn't <sighs> have done it. But I think, you know, I'm going to have to have my debit card. I just, you know. It's... <laughs> yeah. And the purple strip, um, this one's gone down probably a little less. It's a little, a little less popular, but uh, some people have said it looks like it's been run over by a, a couple of speed bikes. I mean, you know, what, what, what's your take on that one? A lot of people, I've seen people who say they like it. it it's down to personal choice. Of course. I like it. It looks like a load of purple Doritos. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. I've just got to stay away from any websites where I can get it from. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kendall, over to you. Uh, the yellow strip first. I like them all, to be honest. When I saw the, the footy headlines um, screenshots, I liked the yellow one first. And yeah. It just looked it looked nicer at first, and I wasn't keen on the purple, and I kept saying, like, oh, I'd love the yellow one. But the purple one's really grown on me seeing the graphics today. And mm -hmm. obviously, I think, well, according to the Twitter, like a Twitter census, uh, consensus, sorry, um, and I've looked today, it does look like the Milburn roof, the pattern on it. Yeah, um, the Milburn stand roof. So I think that's like a, if that is the case, I think that is a really good touch. But I'm going to be honest, the goalie kit's my favourite. I absolutely love the goalie kit, and I've never in my life bought a goalie kit. But that pink goalie kit will be the first thing I buy. Hen well, not off Mike Ashley or any UFC direct. But I've got. I've got. I really I've got. Buy. I've got, to be, I've got to be honest, I've seen these comparisons with the Milburn roof and I think that says a lot for the football we've been watching in the last couple of seasons that people actually know what the, know what the Milburn roof looks like. <laughs> uh, so you, Samantha, um, you know, again, I mean, you, you know, you, you've got you've got a replica top on there. It's, you know, I haven't bought one for, for years now, you know, I, I, a little protest, I suppose, against the regime. But, you know, I, I've got to be honest as well, I haven't really liked the... I think they're getting chatty. I think, you know, when you go back to those, you know, Halicon days of the entertainers with, you know, the granddad collar and that, there were special shirts that seemed to mean something. I, I haven't really bought into this new new line of shirts, but what, what's your take on, on the new releases? I, I like both of them. Uh, kind of the same as Kendall. I, I wouldn't be buying them via the official channels and anything they've got recently is kind of taking a bit of time to get here from wherever it's coming from. Um... I'm, I don't really like the quality of Puma shirts and my issue with the purple top, I really like it, but the badge is yellow. It's like a lemon instead of white when you look at yeah. it up close and, and that put me off. But same as Kendall, the goalkeeper top is absolutely amazing and I'll definitely be buying it because it's just, I, I haven't seen a, a, a top like that that's really stood out. Wow, they seem to really hit the female market with this goalkeeper top. Is it because it's pink, then, Kendall? <laughs> yes. Is it because it's pink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's that's... bright pink. I mean, it's a statement. Yeah, well, that's good. It's, I mean, you know, I'm not sure how the lads will feel about wearing it, but, uh, you yeah, know, that's up to them. Katie, go on, then. Have you got a favourite amongst these? The pink one. <laughs> um, yes, like neither the of these. Um, yeah. I need to see Oh, yeah, I mean, I know obviously you can see them with the graphics um, on the website, mm -hmm. but I need to see them on a player to be fair to see what I actually think of them. I think that as soon as you see us on the pitch, though, with uh, with um, that yellow one and that pink goalie top, we are hundred percent high. Yeah, that that's literally what we're just going to look like. <laughs> um, but I think it's the badges that I like, mm -hmm. and I think 
I think that's more off point to be fair than the colours. Um, but I need to see one a play. A lot of I put it before, and a lot of people sending me towards the website. But obviously, that's just the graphics um, of um, the players. But I'm, I'm just going to hold my judgment until I can see them in it. So I don't know. Yeah. But I do like the so, pink one. I really like the. So pink the pink one. ones, the pink ones got a unanimous vote. It seems from from all the all the ladies, and uh, yeah, the, I mean the debates out amongst everybody. A lot of a lot of the guys, um, I don't really think they're going to buy them. I mean, Gary, he says, agree, the goalie tops are the best. Pink hex and all. Um, a lot of a lot of people just saying that they've, they've actually gone out and ordered them. Matt says, I've ordered the yellow shirt from not the official channel today, so we won't get it by five or six weeks. Um, Jack Sparrow says we won't lose the goalkeepers in a snowstorm, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is which yeah exactly yeah. Um, ben makes the point that Saint Maximin will look hot in all of them. Um, so yeah, I think he, he probably will. Andy Barr says a close up, the yellow one. It looks like a throwback to the yellow one from the early nineties. Yeah, somebody somebody made that point um, uh, the other day as well. But yeah, I mean it's you know. They're there, you know. We don't wear them all the time. It's 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 always interesting to you know. It's always interesting to see what people's opinions. Andrew says the away kit uh, do look decent. Anonymous one says if NUFC kit had always been yellow and they came out with black and white stripes, you guys would probably be insulting it. Uh, everyone's got an opinion. Rich story says the quality of the Puma shirts has been awful. Bring back Adidas shirts. So yeah, I mean, as I say, everyone, everyone's got an opinion on these. And um, I've got to be honest, I think the thing that bugs me the most is the badge. I, I think when mm. you know when you look at these badges, um, it's it's it, it's not quite as bad as the old green green olds thing, which we had many many years ago. And I'm I'm talking back in the 80s when my mom had to stitch the bloody uh, sponsor across the <laughs> the middle. Um, but these badges that you know, they, they do look chatty. Um, I just think maybe that's Puma, not not necessarily anybody else. So, you know, we'll wait and see how, how things progress. Now, the next topic of conversation tonight is realistic transfers this window. Um, we're getting linked with, with lots of people, Sab, in the papers. Um, you know, has it again, really, it, it's, it's all hypothetical because we don't know what budget we've got. But, you know, the latest one today I saw was Ben Teke. Um, you know, w would you take Ben Teke, you know, in the preseason? I haven't seen that one. And I've got a list here. He's not on my list. Um, not on mine. <laughs> he's not. I hadn't heard of that one. Um, yeah. I know it would have been linked with a lot of sort of strikers. Um, he's linked with Harry Wilson. Um, yeah. But I think that his price is way beyond, you know, that would be all of our budget nigh on gone. Um, yeah. Probably take him on loan, um, you know. But we need like we need defenders midfield to be honest, really. And we do need to, you know, bump off Jolinton and maybe get a decent striker that can score. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a few names, but there's like you said, you don't know the budget. Yeah, well, that's a problem, isn't it, Candle? Mm. We don't know the budget, uh, and you know, uh, I've said it on the show as well. You know, we'll probably be shopping in Poundland, BHS, and Woolworths as opposed to Harrods. <laughs> but it's yeah, I mean, and everyone's laughing at Ben Tech here, but yeah, it, it's you know, anybody who's been named so far that you think yeah, that could be a possible. Um, we've been linked with Blumen from down from Oxford United to Leon, like where what what's like make it make sense like where where are we shopping are we shopping in oxford united or are we shopping in like in league one do you know what i mean like 
I just don't know. But to be honest, we've been linked with so many people. I honestly don't even know where we stand now. I seen today that we we're gonna link linked with is he called Ease Easy from QPR. Um, mm -hmm. he's a phenomenal player. Um, to be honest, I don't really know what he tra what his transfer fee would be because I know he's quite in high demand. Um, I think he the, he's had a bid knocked back by Crystal Palace. Um. But I would love to see him at the club, to be honest. I think we do. We, what we need to focus on is a striker for me, first of all. Um, and a left back, obviously, if we're not going to take on Willems or Rose or anyone like that. So, yeah, you, you just don't know. As you see, you don't know the transfer budget. Obviously, when I was on Sky Sports, I said £35 million. We're in this current climate. I mean, it seems like a lot in general, but for us to compete with the likes of like who we want to compete with and progress with, £35 million's not... Uh, ginormous amount of money um yeah i think a lot of the players that we're probably looking at i mean even ben teke would take up probably a lot of that budget um, and i know people are laughing so i don't yeah. know it just completely depends where we're at really in the next few weeks but we need to sort of get our racks asses into here now yeah, Byron, he makes the point. Ben Teke has never been a proven goal scorer, so just more of what we've already got. And uh, Amon King says Palace bid was 15. It, oh, it's a nightmare, isn't it, Sam? Because we, we really genuinely just don't know you know, what the situation is. Liam Kennedy last week on the show, on Tuesday night show, basically said that you know he had spoken to someone at the club who said there is a list um, for, you know, for potentially... The, the new owners, um, but, uh, you know, it's pointless even looking at that list until we've got new owners, surely. I think uh, the history of Mike Ashley is that there's a list and then there's another list and then there's another list and it's how far down you have to go. Um, I think we need to be realistic and think that we don't have a budget. You know, the takeover probably isn't going to go through. So we've got 30 million. That's going to have to include signing fees as well, I would presume. Um, I had a few back and forwards on Twitter earlier because we're being linked with Jeff Hendrick. Um, yeah. People not very happy about it, but I think we need to be realistic. We don't have Matty Longstaff. We do not want Bintaleb back. He's Premier League. He's free with a sign-on fee. You know, he might be fourth choice, but that's kind of where we are at the minute. We need a left back. I was thinking we might look at uh, Anthony Robinson, £2 million from Wigan. Looks like Sheffield United are going to snap him up. Why we yep. are not in there first. We're just slow to the ball again. Um, John Lindstrom from Sheffield United appears to be um, available because he's uh, 12 months on his contract. I mean, who knows what player we're looking at. Um, we absolutely, we need about four but I do think that we need to focus more of our budget on goals. Benteke does not score goals. That's unfortunate. I'm not sure what happened to him over the last few years, but that's certainly not a player <laughs> that we should be looking at. We're being linked with Traore um, and the guy from QPR. Maybe with QPR, we could be looking at Atsu or Murphy, maybe to go the other way. We've got dead wood in the squad that needs to move, and it's not the market to move players. So... Again, season after season, we're kind of in a position where we need to get rid of players to bring more in because we just don't have the squad places or the money. Um, and we need the box clever and we can't box clever. We're not good at it. And, you know, Leeds United are, are bidding 22 million for a defender from Brighton. I mean, that's almost our whole budget and they are in the championship coming up. I think the, the only thing that could make a difference is if Mike Ashley decides that he doesn't 
want to pay full fees up front that he could potentially stagger payment terms, which is what we haven't been doing to give us a little bit more wiggle room, but that would be a massive shift in policy. But I am fearful that if we don't do something that, you know, we're, we're not going to be in a good position. And, and the other thing to consider, which was mentioned on the Friday show is, I don't know if Steve Bruce knows what his best formation is. Yeah. And his best, you know, his best 11, how he wants them to play. So, I mean, how does that help with the recruitment and, and what you think you need to bring in to get the team playing in the right way when you don't know what your formation is? Um, there's a lot that needs to be sorted out over the next five weeks, but I think it'll be sticking plasters over gaping wounds for the next season at least and hope that we stay up. Great way of describing it. Uh, yeah, 100% agree with that. Katie, uh, what's your take on, on you know, the, the current predicament we find ourselves in? And do you think we'll sign anybody? And, you know, is it just, is it just going to be loan deals? I, I, every time I'm on Twitter, we're all linked to somebody else. And I go on Twitter all the time. Uh, <laughs> I think we're just going to be looking at babies and loan deals. And, and I think that it's going to be a case of that. Everyone else will get their houses in order and we'll still be none the worst what's going on. Obviously, if Ashley wants this wants rid of the club, so he's not going to put any money into it. So we're, we're going to have to go down that route of um, loans and frees and just hope to God he doesn't sell um, some of our decent players. Um, and it's just literally going to be another waiting game, as per usual, with Newcastle every single season. We are last-minute wonders, and we don't get wonders. So, yeah, good stuff, good answers, girls. Uh, Peter Robson, what a question, lad! Um, following on from our uh, following on from our opening, where we decided to move away from the dreaded T word. Uh, question for the ladies: Would you like to see in your lifetime a female break into the main team if they allowed mixed gender squads? Sav, over yeah, to you on that one too. 100% I think that sports should be mixed. I always thought I'd make a pretty epic F1 driver with my driving skills. So I I would love to see that. You know, I'm all up for the equality thing. I just it's never been equal and it should be. Yeah, good stuff, Kendall. Yeah, I would that would be amazing. I think we're unfortunately I think we're a long way off that. The women's game needs to get to where the men's game is to, to be considered even though I would love to see it. I'm like, for me, it's not even like about equality. It's more about equity. So like everyone having the fair chance to, you know, showcase their skills. And I think the to have that in the future would be an absolutely ginormous step. I think it would be, I think, just think it would be phenomenal. And I would absolutely, I'd love to see that. would be great. I would absolutely love to see it. And I hope that I do get to see it. Yeah. Samantha? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that would be what you aim for. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the game as it is, but everything needs to progress. And to be honest, there's probably people in the American women's team that will be in for a shot of our squad on match day. Um, so, you know, I think the game's more advanced in certain places than it is here. But certainly, I mean, it would probably take for one competition, maybe an Olympics or something to do the mix and see whether it works. But, you know, you always have to aspire for something different and that, you know, it's all about equality. Yeah, Katie, would you like to see uh, a woman break into Newcastle United's first team? I think they'd probably 
safe to say that any woman footballer playing for the Newcastle team at the minute could do better than Joe Linton. <laughs> oh, they, de- they definitely could. I- I'm probably going to get a load of stick for this, but I don't think I would. Um, I would prefer to see the women's league to be on the exact same level as the men's. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think I would enjoy mixed football. And that's just me being honest. Um, I would prefer them to have um, a, a decent, really good um, Premier League against. You can obviously compare them, um, have the Champions League and have them really high um, up at the exact same as the men's league. But personally, for me, I know I'll probably get a load of shit for this, but I just don't, I don't think I would. Yeah, it's all about opinions. That's what makes the world go around. Little Musgrave's got one as well. Says, should men be allowed to play in the women's game? Well, you know, it's a mixed game. It's, uh, you know, be interesting to see. We're now getting a load of suggestions, of course, of, uh, you know, from the lads, <laughs> Ali Shearer, Michelle Owen. Come on, lads, get it off your chest. Um, yeah, look, uh, Tom Dixon brings it back to a little bit of normality. He says, love to have Rondon back at the club. Not sure if he'll leave China. Scored again. Julie Linton. Um, he scored again, uh, two, go- two, go- two goals. Um, Rafa not having the greatest of starts, of course, uh, you know, but it's, it's early days. We always know Rafa tends to start slow, but then always has a great finish. But yeah, Rondon, I mean, be great to, great to see him back at the club. I think, I, I think, I can't remember many players making such an impression in such a, a short space of time. Uh, Sav, but nice to see Rondon back. Oh, I'd love to see him back. Do you know, I think that was a great loss, you know. Rondon gone. Then we've got Joe Linton. You know, what a step down. I'd love for him to come back. Yeah, Dave Little says Premier League money should be used to help the women's game instead of making teenage millionaires. Great, great point. Uh, yeah, Kendall, I mean, you know, Rondon, it, it would be a great shout, but I think we're a million miles away from that at the minute. Oh, 100%. What, like, I mean, the money that he's on in China and obviously working under Rafa still, there's not really any point, like, point of him leaving. And if I was him, I wouldn't want to either at the end of the day. I mean, I know he probably wants to come back at the club, but under the current guys, I don't think it's, you know, it's a great move, to be honest. At at the end of the day, I still will never understand why we rejected Rondon when we could have signed him for 15 million and then signed Joe Linton for, like, just less than three times the price. And, like, Rondon would have been way more effective in, you know, our team and we maybe would have even scored a few more goals, but... Yeah, we're miles off getting Rondon back. Absolutely miles away. If we're wanting to shop in the championship right now, there's just no, there's just no way we're getting Rondon back, I don't think. Yeah, Stephen Burns, uh, I've said this for long enough, mate. Problem is, Joe Linton was signed with no clue of how to use him or even if he was suitable for the English game. Ridiculous signing, despite Rafa, in my opinion, 100%. Samantha, Rondon, I mean, it would be a great, it would be a great signing, but, you know, can you see Rondon pulling on a black and white shirt anytime soon? I don't think um, I don't think Mike would bring him back. And if we do get taken over, I think they'll be looking for a different type of player. I don't know if he would want to come over and play for Steve Briss either. You know, what formation would he be in? Who? What would he be asked to do? I, I think you know our football's hitting hope at the best of times. We're hoping for a miracle from Almiron or St Maximum. There's no real strategy, so. You know, I'd love to see him back. I think he worked hard. He, he was a fan favourite. He, you know, he got the goals, but I don't think it would be an appealing option the way the club is at the minute. 
No, I, I mean, I just think, you know, with the players that we've got to create chances, I think Rondon would have finished a lot of them. You know, a lot of the ones that Joel Linton missed. You've got to remember, I think with Joel Linton, he, you know, he, he did essentially, um, you know, have a lot of chances. He just didn't take them. I think Rondon probably would have had another 10 to 12 goals easily uh, last season. But Katie, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's nice to look back. I see a lot of people commenting about, um, you know, Rondon didn't didn't do that well, but he still did better than Joel Linton, didn't he, really? And, he, you know, he would have been a good, a good short-term signing, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. To be fair, I think I would probably do better than Joel Linton, and I can't even kick a ball. But... Um, mm. I, I think I'd love to have it. I'd love to have him back. I, I don't think it was ever going to happen again. Um, you're right. He would have probably finished a lot more than all of the ones that um, Lennon misses. But it's just another pipe dream. And Sam's right. Okay. Um, we we probably couldn't get him now if we wanted to. And if we, we go at that level, we'd be looking at a higher level. Yeah, uh, we're losing you a little bit, Katie. So we're going to move back on to another subject in Sab Wales. Yeah, Wi Fi sorts itself out. Anthony Angle says, logging in a bit late, so maybe it's been asked and answered. But where do you think we're going wrong with transfers? Money aside, do you think we need a better recruiting or scouting team, Sav? Yeah, well, I read a report the other day that apparently we were just about to put in a bid for Matt Ritchie. So, I don't know what's going on there. Oh, <laughs> um, my God. Joe Kinney is back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, no, I think, you know, yeah, of course, I think we do need a better scout inside because whoever sort of hunted out Joe Linton, what were they watching that we haven't seen, you know, this season? Because 40 million is a lot of money for someone who doesn't perform, you know, and he just, he looks, he just looks laboured on the pitch. Yeah, he does, Kendall, doesn't he? He really does. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean it's you know, same same question to you. Um well I follow I mean I saw a lot when we signed Jordan and I do I agree with I think Stephen Burns said it on one of the comments before. I think it was it sounds bizarre and it probably sounds ridiculous, but it was despite like, you know, the previous manager, Rafa and stuff, because Rafa rejected him. Um I know Rafa also rejected St. Maximin as well. Um, which I did, obviously, we heard a lot of times, but it just wasn't Rafa's title player, and that's fair enough, and obviously it's it's turned out well for us. Um, but I think it, the manager makes a big difference if they have a lot of involvement in transfers, because look at how we signed under Rafa for the price. Cher was £4 million. Dubravka, I think, was about £4 million. Um, Obviously, we signed Rondon on loan. So there was players that we signed under Rafa who were fantastic bargains in this market who did so so well for us i mean fernandez as well um for a couple of million so i i, I don't think it's maybe it's the scouting team that's an issue i think obviously it's a lot if the manager has a lot to do with the transfers i think that's obviously plays a big part if they know how to you know what market to tap into where to look and as well as that it obviously the coaching's a big thing the tactics are a big thing and um, because players under Rafa haven't been performing the same under Steve Bruce so that's obviously where I think it's just a lot of aspects come into it rather than just the initial like scouting problems but obviously that's you know phase one of signing good players Um, but yeah whoever signed I mean Joe Linton but when he played for Hoffenheim I know he, he played as a number 10 like on the wing rather than a sole number 9 so that is definitely where we've been going wrong as well because I mean even towards the end of the season when he was playing on the wing he just seemed to improve just slightly I mean I know he hasn't shown anything 
amazing but he did seem to improve improve slightly um the comments from his old manager at hoffenheim he said he was one of the best um forwards that he'd ever you know managed in his career i don't know who we've signed i think we've signed a clone or something but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know who we've signed he got lost on the plane he got swapped but yeah i think it's a lot of different aspects go into it to be honest Christopher saying Joe Allen did a great impression of Jackie Charlton. We should bring him back on. We're hoping to have Joe on tomorrow for a guest appearance. And if he can sort his technology out, we will have him on properly on uh, Thursday. So watch this space. Uh, Stephen Burns says, Rapper made a few bad signings, but you have to wonder how low down his list players Lazar and Jocelyn were. Yeah, very, very good point. Chris Conway says, did you see Gail Carroll and the lads playing volleyball on holiday? I hope they didn't get injured. Um, and, and again, just before I come to you, Sam, uh, Derek Sharp says, Penfold listened to Nixon too much or Joe Linton not Rafa there has been a couple of people saying about you know because we're talking about the scout and Samantha but look for all, for every Joe Linton there's been a, a St Maximin hasn't there really I mean we, Rafa made bad uh, bad choices um, Lee Charney made some pretty bad choices it has to be said in that last transfer window when we when we didn't have a, a head coach before Steve Bruce was appointed but yeah look we brought St Maximin in Samantha that was a success so we can't attack the coach, uh, you know the, the, the scouting team too much can we really I, yeah, I think I think the issue at the minute is trying to connect the dots between the players we're looking at, bringing them in, how they're going to fit, how they're going to be played. Um, when Rafa was there, yeah, he went through his A list, his B list, his C list, and no manager always gets it right. But he was looking at a profile of players for the way that he wanted to play, even if it wasn't his number one target, even his two, three, four yep. was in the same bracket. We we're kind of hitting and hoping at the minute. Um, I don't know what the plan is when the scouting team are sent out. I don't know who's given them direction. I don't mm -hmm. know at the minute whether Steve Brist has actually told them the profile of player that he wants. I don't think he knows what kind of football he wants to play in order to make that happen. And especially with a low budget and only a couple of players coming in, he's going to be really stuck to make his ideas that he talks about come across. Um, you know, whenever we brought in Jalinton and there's that big argument that has been widely reported that Rafa didn't want them, Mike Ashley said he would pay 20 million out of his own pocket. Well, give us that 20 million now. Could really do with it because Jalinton's not a number nine. If you're going to play him as an inside forward, he's not bringing goals or assists. Would I play him over anyone else? No, I wouldn't. I mean, I would honestly rather have Christian Atsu there, and that is a very big stretch. So I don't see a place for him in the team at all at 40 million. If there was an opportunity, as Sav said, to get rid of him for a bit of money, I would. If you could even get 20 million pounds back on him, I would have him out the door to try and reinvest that in the, the guy from QPR, because I, I just don't see him fitting anywhere in the team next season. If you're putting them in the team, you're leaving someone else out that probably deserves to start. Um, so, you know, again, it would be interesting to know what the scouts are being sent out to look for um, and why they're looking at certain profiles of players. And I don't think we have any visibility of that to understand what's realistic and what's not, whether it'll work, whether it won't. Malcolm Taylor says he thinks the reality is our current number nine will stay. I agree. Marshall Ashley will spend as little as possible on new players. Hopefully, Joe Linton will get better. Hashtag fingers crossed. The uh, the female names keep coming. <laughs> Philippa Albert is uh, suggested by Mr. Sozi. And it's a big happy birthday, of course, 
to uh, our wonderful Belgian. It is, it is his birthday today. Uh, no one will ever forget that goal he scored against Manchester United in the fantastic bit of commentary on uh, Sky. But uh, no, fantastic. Good stuff. Happy birthday to him. Um, Katie, over to you. Scouting, you know, scouting is obviously a, a key part of football. We don't really know, you know, who really does it a great deal for Newcastle? I know Paul Baker's involved, the former Hartlepool striker, and we know Steve Hick, uh, Nixon is is head of recruitment. But um, yeah, just just your take on that. Are you are you happy or or not so happy with with you know what the guys have done over the last few years? I th- I think that we we go out looking, and it's more of a case of the fact that they probably go out with the whole. There's no point looking at him because it'll just it'll just get knocked back, and it's more of a case that. Not everyone in the back is on the same page because obviously there never will be because Ashley's there. So if you're going out and doing all of this work and then you're bringing someone to the table only to be told, no, I'm not buying him, then it's going to be a domino effect when you go out again and again and again, which is why I think, to be fair, we probably get linked with so many freaking players that it's untrue. Um, I, I, I have no idea what they do or who's involved in it. I, I, I can just imagine that they no one agrees and no one knows where they're going and everyone's trying to essentially fix the club themselves. Um, and I just think that because they don't have that, the fact that everyone's not on the same page, that's probably why we struggle a lot more than other clubs. Yeah, I agree 100%. Ryan's asking, Sav, do you think Rolando Aarons and Jacob Murphy will ever play for Newcastle again? No. To be fair, I think we're struggling. And you know, he's he's just bargain basement at the moment. I just I just can't see them coming back now. Yeah, Jason's making a good point. What a team of ladies we would have if these names were real. Yeah, I'm, I mean they they keep coming thick and fast. Mind I draw the line at Karen Keegan. It's uh, you know you're getting desperate. You're getting desperate with that. Ken Kendall. Um, yeah, I mean I can't see Rolando Aaron's and that. You know, and, and Jacob Murphy. I mean Murphy just didn't look up to it even under Rafa. No, I. I kept saying when we signed Murphy, when we signed Jacob Murphy, that Josh, his brother at Cardiff, was just playing a million times better than him. And I was like, oh, we've signed the wrong twin. Look like we've even signed Joe Linton's wrong twin and all. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, Rolando's had his chance at the club. Well, essentially, he hasn't had a lot of chances at first team level, um, but he has been at the club a lot of years and clearly he's been under about probably maybe he's about four managers now. So clearly, I don't think anyone seeing anything in him that's of you know first team worthy which is unfortunate I know he had that game was it against Chelsea once and he looked all right he looked pretty decent um but I mean one game you can't really go off um and Jacob Murphy I think he's uh he'll probably if we want him to more money uh you know up the transfer kit I think he'll be going into the championship on a permanent transfer this season um I mean two loan spells in the championship you're not gonna you know, want to put him back in the first team. So I think, yeah, I think he'll be going um, permanently to the championship this transfer window. Look, hero, Pat Ritchie. Well, <laughs> I quite like Miranda. Uh, Miranda was quite good instead of Mirandina, which I thought was quite good. Jason, you're scraping the barrel with Roberta Lee. Like, <laughs> Mandy Lauren, Ka- Robert, Lauren Robert without the tea. That was, that was just like... It- 
<laughs> Mandy Carroll. Um, we've got another one, Petra Beardsley. Yeah, that's quite clever. Yeah, there's there's some good ones. Davina Janula. Yeah, we're we're getting there. Mary Dina. Yeah, we could go on all night with these. Um, <laughs> uh, Samantha, I saw somebody say, did Rafa sell, sell the wrong players? Um, referring to Mitrovic and, and Adam Armstrong. Armstrong, of course, has come good. Uh, to a degree at a lower level, as has Mitrovic. Mitrovic did struggle when he was in the Premier League with Fulham, if I seem to remember. I think he was on penalties, which probably helped him get a little bit closer to double figures. But, um, you know, I, my opinion is I don't think they sold the wrong, you know, they didn't, you know, Rafa didn't sell the wrong players. But what's your view on those those two in particular? Yeah, I, I'm of the same opinion. I would love, have loved uh, Adam Armstrong to come through. I think, you know, we showed it at League One. He finally got up to championship. You know, one of my best friends supports Blackburn. He's absolutely delighted with him. You know, he's playing confident, happy football. I think, again, the weight of expectation on him wouldn't have done him any favours staying with us. Um, never mind all the changes of manager and uh, shape and tactics and, and all of that. I just, uh, you know... For Rafa, he wasn't the right player in the right system. Um, would take him in a heartbeat now. But, you know, I think that's kind of, that ship sailed. Mitrovic, I just, I didn't trust him. Um, and I think, you know, he grabbed someone by the throat or pushed them in the face or something and, and missed some games in the playoffs. So um, he's just, I think he's at the right club for him. Um, again, the weight of expectation for us, you know, you have to be that player that leads the line. Everything is at stake. You are, you know, going to be crucified if you're not putting in a shift and doing what's needed, which is exactly what Jalinton is faced with at the minute. Um, so I don't think, again, he was trustworthy and, um, you know, hopefully he'll have a, a decent career with Fulham. But I can't see any big clubs coming in and taking him away from Fulham unless he has a bit more consistency and, and his temper settles a little bit which might take a little bit away from his game yeah katie what was your view on mitrovic i mean uh, i had a similar experience with mitrovic as i had with joe linton this uh, last season i was very critical of him i just thought you know the kid wasn't putting his bet in but i've got to be honest i would swap mitrovic for joe linton tomorrow <laughs> i think we'd swap anyone for joe linton though to be fair um mm. I, it was just so inconsistent but to be fair everybody seems to be so inconsistent as soon as they put our shirt on um, I got the. I, I, I did think he was a bit unreliable. I did think that we risked the chance of going down to ten when he was playing. Um, but I can't even say his name. I'm, I'm absolutely rubbish at pronouncing things. So I, I think I just called him Mitch. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I. Don't, I think he probably. I don't think he would have got anywhere. I think it would have ended up like um, Andy Carroll. Well, coming on and we just know nothing's going to happen. Um, I think he's probably right in the in the right club now for him, and I can't see him going to any other big clubs. And I think he'll just start to go down down the leagues in them. Yeah, I agree. Christopher says, uh, "Would like the girls' opinion of Stabley's statement a farewell or the best is yet to come." Sav, what did you make of uh, Amanda Stabley's second statement, uh, which was issued at the town hall meeting, uh, you know, over the last few days? 
Yeah, do you know, it wasn't very detailed, you know, it was a, like a thank you and, you know, we appreciate all your efforts. And I know that some people on Twitter were sort of saying, oh, that's a goodbye, that's it done. Other people were saying, oh, no, well, that's just thanking us and encouraging us to push forward. Um, I mean, how do you construe that, really? I mean, it's, it wasn't, there was no sort of nothing else offered other than a thank you. So that was all it was, really. <laughs> Yeah, Kendall, same question to you. Yeah, I think the statement basically said a whole lot of nothing, to be honest. I don't think there's anything to read into it. It was basically just, you know, just a blanket statement to say thank you for, like, all your efforts and stuff. Obviously, she doesn't want to say too much, and that's fair enough. That's understandable. Um, I don't think it's, there's any hidden meanings. I don't think you need to read between the lines. It was basically just a thanks for your efforts, thanks for, you know, the support and that she wished it had gone better, and that was it. I don't think there's anything there's any hidden meaning behind it whatsoever, really. No, Samantha, I mean, I've got to be honest, I just thought it was a, you know, it was a, yeah, it was a thank you, really, wasn't it, to the supporters about, you know, what they'd done, and it was a, a little bit of a rallying call, but I, I don't think there was any hidden message in there. No, not at all, and people want to read too much into everything. Um, one thing that's come across quite strongly in Twitter is people joking that they've had more communication with fans than Mike Ashley's had in 13 years. And I think that's probably resonated with them. So they can't say too much, they can't do too much, but they want to show gratitude for the effort, the huge effort being put in by the support in terms of engaging their MPs, writing letters, signing the survey. And I was really pleased that there was a, a statement, but you know, they can't really say too much. They want to say thank you, but of course, you know, Twitter blows up and it becomes almost a conspiracy as to what it means. And I think for anyone that kind of takes a step back and is just sensible, they're just acknowledging a really great job by us. And that's that's all there is to it. And we just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, Katie, it's, uh, you know, it, it's just part of a, a soap opera, isn't it, really? We've been through a, a soap opera for the last three, three and a half months, played out through, you know, the, the pandemic. And, um, you know, it, it's yeah, just just another story, isn't it? It's just, just, an, just another thing to add to the turmoil. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, um, over the last 18 weeks, we've just become amazingly good at overthinking every single thing that's been put out there and analysing every single thing that's been put out there. Like, literally within seconds before we came on live, everyone's going crazy, like, what what does Shopra know and stuff like that? And it's just like, you can put anything and people will jump on straight, what, what do you mean, what do you know, who you spoken to, what's going on? And it, it's just a thank you. It's a very normal thing for people to do, and it's an exceptionally normal thing for a woman to do. And it's just to say thank you, but no matter what, it will create another section in our soap opera because it's literally something happening every day, but it's only a little bit, and then we're left wondering. So then we're left thinking, and then we're left creating theories, and then you start to get the arguments, and it's just, it's absolute mayhem. Yeah, it is. Uh, final question of the night. Carl Mack, I know somebody else asked it as well. Um, opinions on the Matty Longstaff situation. Sav, it's ongoing. It, we don't seem to be getting anywhere. Very, very little going on, I would say. But what, what's your take on that? Are you, are you confident he'll stay? Do you think he's holding out for, for a takeover to go through before he finally makes his mind up? I don't know. I noticed he's removed the Newcastle um, NUFC out of his bios, which to me says that he's gone. And to be fair, I mean, if you're not 
that passionate about wanting to play for the club. I know that he could get more money elsewhere, but if you're not that fussed, then, you know, just move him on. That's sort of how I feel about it. I know it sounds really harsh, but he just seems to have, you know, I think they offered him better and he hasn't wanted it. He wants more. We'll let him go and find more elsewhere and see how he gets on there. Yeah. Kendall, what's your take on, on Matty? Uh, if he wants to be away, would you just let him go? Yeah, I think, and uh, I said this in one of the first, like the first show that we did, I think we spoke about it, and I said if he's wanting to go elsewhere and under the current situation at the club, I think, I, I don't think you can really be blamed. Unfortunately, in football these days, loyalty, it's few and far between. You don't stay at a club. You know, for example, like she did, instead of going to United, like Man United, he came to Newcastle United because that was his boyhood club. You just don't get, really get a lot of players like that now. And to be fair to him, to go from £850 a week to the reported 30 grand a week that Udinese were offering him, you're not going to turn that down. That's like me like turning down a job that's worth 100 times more than what I'm on right now to and just rejecting it because I want to stay at the job because I'm loyal. Like, I don't, I really don't think that anyone can blame him for going elsewhere, especially if obviously he wants to progress and he wants to start getting regular first-team football at a top level, um, which he wasn't really getting regular starts all the time with us. I would have loved for him to stay. Um, I know it was reported that he was offered 20k a week, um, from the club and I don't know if talks broke down or he's not keen on staying Um, I wish we could have kept him you know it's nice to that our local talent who's been at the academy from being a young kid um, to make it in the team but yeah I don't think you can really blame him despite what your feelings are I don't think you can blame him for moving elsewhere yeah <laughs> My eyebrows are going every now and then. It's some of these names that people keep uh, chucking in. Mind, there's a few people will get a red card from me because they're repeating names that they that, that they keep keep coming back up. Uh, Samantha, Matty Longstaff. Um, I know we've discussed it before, but we're just you know we're answering the question because some of these people will be first time viewers. Uh, what what's your take on that now? It's dragging on a little bit. I think it is. I I think. I don't think he's a Newcastle player anymore and therefore, you know, there's not much time that we need to spend on it. I think we have bigger things to, to focus on. But the one thing I will say is that I, I'm of the belief that he's not really being influenced by money. I think his sticking point is game time. I don't know for sure, but, you know, he's Newcastle through and through. His brother's at the club. His parents were there when he scored the goal against United. I mean, that's in the family. That's in the blood. So I think it was about game time and he just couldn't get the assurances. And you can't knock a player if they don't want to sit on the bench and pick up 20 grand a week. Um, so I, I believe that's what it comes down to. And I think some of the stuff that's been said about him on Twitter is really unfair. But he's not a Newcastle player at the minute. Whether that changes or something happens in the background, it may. But hopefully people will stop posting crap on all of his social media because I don't think it's fair and you know we don't know what happened but I firmly believe it's more about playing time than money. That's why I like this show you just you know you says you say it how it is Samantha and that's that's brilliant. Um, Katie like finally to you just about Matty Longstaff uh, it doesn't look like um, it doesn't look like we're going to get anywhere with it and you know I'd, I still think he is hanging out waiting for the takeover I think that's what I would do in his position I suppose you know he's probably being advised by his agent as well. Yeah, I, 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 I think he's got more. He's had, his agents have more influence on it. He is, he is um, a local. He wants to. He obviously wanted to play for Newcastle. 
and like Sam, like Sam said, obviously that's a big thing. But is it a case of the fact that now it's these young? You'd want to go where money is, and then you've got you've got a balance. He's just got to work out which one he wants to do. But I think that because obviously he didn't get many games, I think something else is going on, and I just don't know what it is. But I'm not going to start saying anything before everyone starts jumping on it. But um, I think his agents has just got a lot to do with it. I'd love him to stay. Yeah, me too. It'd be great to see him stay. He's a jolly lad. Um, you know, fingers crossed that the takeover goes through. And uh, Matty can stay. Now, I did decide to wear this tonight. Um, it's a change your life, put down the knife. Uh, important message. Big thanks to Ben for sending that up. I did say that I would back that uh, campaign for them tonight. And uh, I'll take a picture later and get that over to you for your social media. Uh, well, girls, we managed to do it. We managed to get through the show more or less without mentioning the takeover. So uh, I think that's mission accomplished. We covered a few female issues as well to boot. So great to have you on. Look forward to seeing you again next Monday. Have a good week. You too. Bye. 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 Bye.